The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from the old National Bank State Street studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. You know why uh, there's a 1 o'clock NHL game on right now? Thanks to Pat Boyle. See, when uh, we need what, hockey, what, what peanut butter when we need uh, clarification on, yeah. on hockey, we turn to PB. What peanut butter I didn't realize that it's uh, the reason it's on so early is because they're playing in Sweden. It is part of the NHL Global Series event. Boy, there's something that hasn't been promoted. <sighs> and the Red Wings are trailing the Senators after 1-3-0. So that explains that with the time change. That game yeah. is on now. They're keeping it a secret. They're playing there. it in Sweden. Everybody's yeah. trying to do what the NFL does. You know, you got to play international games. Are they playing in Stockholm? You know, PB, uh, let us, I would Assume they're playing in Stockholm. Yeah. That would make I, sense, I but, would who but who knows? Who knows? NHL out there. But tonight the Hawks are on. Uh, tonight's a national. It's the ESPN Plus. The Hawks play uh, the Lightning tonight. So we'll be putting that on TV two and maybe maybe TV one. Let's see how the NFL game goes. Playing the Lightning. They beat the Lightning in uh, yeah, in play, Tampa. And they're playing tonight at home. That's an ESPN Plus game tonight. And uh, maybe it makes TV one. I don't know. We'll see how the NHL, NFL game goes. But I'll have NFL on one. I'll have the hockey on the other. Thank you to uh, Pat for letting us know that. Thanks, PB. Uh, great job by Bleck and Abdallah. The boys are on tonight, 7 until 8 after Bears Weekly, which airs after Waddle and Sylvie. Thanks to Polly Cheesecake for uh, joining us. Great job by, uh, great, great job by <laughs> Connor McKnight with McKnight at the Movies. And thank what? you to Todd Furman. Thanks for listening and uh, being part of the show today. Cross I might talk. take those guys to lunch. Who, Joni Akinthayer? No, the two knuckleheads. Oh, our oh, guys. Gosh. Oh, well, that's nice of you. Yeah, Thanks, Johnny. I could use a sandwich. I'm sticking around. Uh, g- uh, g- got another meeting no, at four. G- grand furniture, five thirty. Grand we appliance. A, grand appliance. That's what I said. <laughs> your, it's your. No, I said grand appliance, right? <laughs> no, no, it's no, grand furniture. It's 1930. You guys you don't grand remember grand furniture. furniture. It's no, grand appliance. Grand that, appliance. You're the partner with them. You I mean, guys are hearing things. Um, Come on. Why five thirty? Grand appliance. It's a big reopening on the store on. Fullerton. Cocktail night. Going to go up there, going to get all cocktailed up. And then, oh, oh, yeah. Nice. And drive Fullerton and what? Oh, stop yeah, it. You're a Fullerton. Say what? That. What? Come on, dude. What? What, what did are he you say? talking I about? What did he say? I dumped it. What did? What, yeah. I dumped it. What did he say? By the way, Yurko, the good kid today, with what a with a matter with what happened with, with comedy? <laughs> what happened with comedy? We can't be funny. <laughs> comedy? No, okay. No, no, no. That's no. not comedy. I was joking. <laughs> no. Waddle and Sylvie coming up next. All right, go ahead, guys. <laughs> I missed it. Do you know no, what he do, said? Do, I think do so. Do your yeah. comedy act when you I go do so. a fundraiser oh, for charity. Yeah. Go, go, go join Thomas Sulo hey. for next time he's raising money yeah. for charity hey. and do your comedy. Me do it and, there. Me and Bill Burr. I'm telling you, we're being banished. What's going on? Karm Uppsala. That's the city in Sweden. That's where the game is. No, Robert Sala? No, I don't know. No, it's got to be Stockholm. It's the only other Swedish city I knew. No, get out of here, Waddle. You Mr. Hockey pretending to be Mr. Hockey. Did you just say like? Were you just flexing? Were you doing a hockey flex right there, saying that the Hawks are going to be? TV one tonight when there's uh, a game on between the Ravens and the yeah Bengals. probably not I might have got ahead of myself a little probably not <laughs> I might be on TV too you, you know I love I love Bedard I love hockey you nationally know. televised yeah tonight's an ESPN Plus game yeah yeah yes but on a night like tonight this isn't is it a plus game or is it on on 
I thought it's, it's a, ESPN Plus tonight, Sylvia. Oh, really? I, yeah, I think I, so. I saw the ad today on ESPN. I didn't know it was uh, advertising that it was Johnny plus. and I have ESPN. Yeah, I, thought, I think it's on ESPN, ESPN plus. plus. I could be wrong. I, who the hell knows anymore? It's hard to keep it all straight, Sylvia. Maybe you're right. I thought it was an ESPN Plus game, but you could be right. No, I don't know. Um, Either. So. Are you not I'll find go, it wherever it is. You're not going to go to the reopening of Grant Furniture? No, Grant. No, Grant Appliance. First of all, it's Grant. It's not Grant. Grant Appliance. You guys got to get it right. Like you two. Unbelievable. Meantime, Yurko's Yurko's comedy, Johnny. I was just following your comedy lead there. Yurko's pulling Fennis Dembo earlier. He doesn't even know Grand Appliance. I know. It was great. But he's pulling Fennis Dembo out of the blue. Since 1930. Fennis Dembo is a great puller. Johnny, I get your your humor, buddy. Black Friday sales, guys. It's happening right right now. I get yeah. Yurko's humor, too. You get an ottoman there if you need yeah, one, right, Johnny? Grandappliance.com. He, he does make me laugh. I'll I bet they have the theater seating. Yeah, uh, they got oh, yeah all I bet you they do. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All types Wait, of Fullerton things. and what, though? Where are you going to You gonna? about Fullerton? Yeah, what, what, what do I look Fullerton like? Fullerton and Fullerton. What do I look like? Google? It's a long street. What do I look like? Yeah, Fullerton's a long street. I'll be there. Fullerton goes from the lake like to the Fullerton east to west. Johnny, am I right that it's really close to the highway? That's right. It's really close to the highway. That's right. Just cruise Fullerton. And when you see the Grand Appliance, that's where the good kid is. The highways and the byways, my friend. We're going to be there. There's a giant Johnny balloon outside. Grand Appliance. Full size, yeah. Like one of the arms. Part of me wants to hang with Yurko and go get a cocktail with him or something, you know? Just right, have, I'm ready for the joke again. Bang no, 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 we're not making Bang a joke. Zoom. Just having to go and having a cocktail. Bang crying out loud. <laughs> hey, I'm ready to have two beers by 10. Yeah. You see the horse? horse? That's a good looking They're horse. Sending it down to uh, Gulfstream oh, to train it. I'm sure. I love it. Is Irad going to be on board, Ortiz Jr.? I don't know. Uh, Joel Rosario was on the oh, uh, was the last one, Johnny. Housefly? Yeah. Housefly's running again, I believe, November yeah. 25th at Churchill. Right. Housefly was just when it's, uh, horrendous. So, Tommy, race. this horse has a shot like to be a derby horse next year? No. I, it was me joking. Johnny. Oh, yeah. Well, I, mean, I thought he was being no, the horse, though, that they named after. I got out of the car at my dad's playing golf with him and my brother. I'd already consumed two beers. It was 9.45 in the morning. And I got out of the car as I asked my brother to take my golf clubs out of the car and said, you know what? There's nothing better in this world than two beers by 10. That's great. And my brother looked at me and goes, that's the name of a horse. So he immediately called his nephew and said, who was in the game, and said, hey, I got a, a, a brand great. new name for a horse. Two beers by ten, and I just showed you. It's from. Uh, it's out of uh, Omaha Beach, Johnny. I don't know what kind yeah, of blood Omaha Beach. Is that a good horse? Good blood Omaha line. Beach? Yeah. yeah, Omaha Beach. That's a yeah. great name for a horse. Omaha yeah. Beach is. You a don't great remember name. when it ran? No, oh, that's yeah. a great name for a horse. Sure it is. Wow, you bet it is. Two beers by ten, I think, is even better. Yeah, yeah I think good. it might be too. Yeah, Omaha Beach is paying tribute to you know one of the greatest yes, moments no in question. American history. Right. Though I'm just paying tribute to being so two a beers by ten. To two be- beers by ten. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah. To kicking off a, a fun day of golf by having two cold ones by ten. Yeah. I love it. It was like 45 degrees too, Carmen. Oh, I was like, God. I'm not going out there unless I have somewhat of a buzz. Got to get lubed up a little bit, Tommy. <laughs> and I followed it up probably with a pag and a half or more. Ultralights, and I was sounds about I was right. ready to go. Sounds about right. <laughs> so no, good. I'm not packing. Uh, how's Alice, boys? It's good. Did, did you see who uh, who greeted uh, Waddle today? Who greeted him? No. Oh, oh, tried to open the door for him. Yeah, Jeff Jones, the owner. Kevin uh, Warren. Oh, the owner, the Mr. Owner. McCaskey himself. Yeah. And or, or he Virginia. was trying to Virginia he was trying to open the door to get into the press area. And he couldn't get in. And then he he tried to you know, like be humorous by pretending he couldn't. 
And I said, George, let me get that for you. And I walked over and I took my pass and I opened it up and that's I let funny. him in. Yeah, that's I funny. let the owner into a portion of the uh, building. Now, do you have a pass as an alumni, Tommy? Is no, that... no, 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 no. Well, I get have... it at the gate when I come. We, yeah, they oh, give it to us at the gate. Oh, I got you. Okay, I thought maybe you know former alumni. See here, no, yeah, I'll we give you a pass. This is this is what they give us. Yeah, and then on the back of it. For the Twitch cameras. I could probably steal this, take this off the well, back, well, again, why put it on a credit that? card. Why would you do that? And then be able to come in and out on my own. There you go. I wouldn't do that. You, I said I probably could. This only gets us into the media areas. Right. This, the doors, they, oh, they have the that. other sensors, this gets denied. Hmm. So this only gets you to a couple spots within uh, the building. But did you know if you crawl through a couple of air ducts? Oh, easy. Like, you, just do a little Bruce Willis action. Call you, a couple of guys you may know in the building. Well, did you hear you the challenge that Black and Abdallah had for Waddle the other day? No, what was it? it it's great. And I, it, they, he that Waddle should just walk upstairs and see how far he can get. I, I, I don't just disagree. Act, act, act like you own the place. You're a former player. He's wearing his Bears alum jacket. And see how far he could get before someone says, uh, excuse me, sir, you're not supposed to be up here. That's funny. Like, I bet you he can get his way up to Kevin Warren's office. I bet you could, too. He's Tom Waddle. Yes. I'm not, that's I'm what not I'm saying. Eberflus is office. I'm not going to try. Every week we do a different challenge. Right. We get you to a different part of the I'm building. I'm afraid if I went up to Coach Eberflus's office, he'd say, you work with Sylvie, right? Yeah. Put your yeah. hands behind I'm, your I'm, back. I'm the bad guy. Yeah. So I'd get, yeah. I'd get cuffed. Put your hands behind I'd get cuffed. <laughs> Like I said, one day he should just show up uh, into the weight room, start lifting weights with the team. That I would can't be the lift best. Weights. I'd have to be in there if they've got some bands I can that work would be on. The I could best. do that. It's, it's like Waddle and Sylvie, jackass. How far yeah. can Waddle get every week? That what if I so take weird. one of the golf carts and just drive it through the through the weight room? You could try that too. Uh, we were talking about Harbaugh working out uh, from earlier in the week when he had that line. Do you think he uses bands, or is he? Something tells me he's like doing old school workouts from the seventies. I don't think Harbaugh's underneath the squat rack. <laughs> right? yeah. he's doing Are you the, sure? He, you know, like he may to, be. He's hardcore he may, enough to yeah, still like, put that uh, bar. I, across I bet the you, back. like we said, he's doing like the uh, the forearm Medicine exercises, ball. Tommy, with like the you know the rope and the, yeah. uh, the in the cement can. Yeah, you know, and like, yeah. like you know, Carm, you Carm, know he's doing that. There's no question. Also, he's doing the neck exercise where you put oh. like the harness over your face, totally. and then you've got the 30 pound weights and the like the chain, totally. And you do, you know, he's doing old school sit ups too. He's yeah. putting his feet underneath the couch so he holds them, so he pin them down, and with his knees bent, and he's got the yeah. hands behind his head. And and he's like, somebody's <laughs> slapping his stomach like the, in yeah, between sit ups, like Rocky. There's no plyometric band workout going no, on with Jim yeah. Harbaugh. Right there, no chance in hell. Everything from the seven. He's lifting like stones it. like Rocky. He exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. putting him in a wheelbarrow and he's lifting him up over his head. Maybe some pull-ups. That's so. Well, pull-ups are great. He's squatting yeah. railroad ties. But, yeah, exactly. But it's in a doorway. He's got a bar in a doorway oh, somewhere. Dude, that is so funny. <laughs> Doesn't he not eat chicken because he says it's a nervous bird? <laughs> I don't. I, know. I, I think you're that. right. I, I think that. I remember hearing that, 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 yeah. that a few years ago. Because yes. it's a nervous bird. That's I think if that's on a. I, I bet you if you Googled that, Charlie, you could get the audio. Because I remember that too. That is fantastic. He'd be entertaining as the Bears coach, that's for sure. I don't did know if you, he'd be the best choice, but he'd be entertaining. Did you guys hear what Carissa Thompson said on uh, Pardon My Take? Well, so Black and Abdallah were filling us in on that. That And that's. Charlie, is it in yet for you to play for them? Yeah, I got it right here. Surprised she admitted that. Yeah, and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because a the coach wouldn't come out at halftime, or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report, so I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, Hey, we need to stop. 
uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. Yeah. As long as she doesn't pretend like she got it from the coach. Well, but she right. just she's, right. well, then that's probably. But it, how yeah. about this, Carm? If she would have said. I wasn't able to catch up with Coach Eberflus. Of course. But, you know, my speculation is is yeah. based on how they performed in the first half. They need right. to do a much better job. Yurko, she's saying that she would frame it as, I talked to Coach so-and-so, right. yeah, yeah. and this good. is what, she, what they said. Not that's good. not good. And she may not have gotten in trouble for, for doing it before. She might get in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I'm they, like, I do wonder what they're going to like. She's, she's Fox, trending right? right now on Twitter, yeah. I yeah. do wonder what Fox is going to say about that. And I love, Now, look. What about Amazon Prime tonight? She's on. Oh, is that what she's on? Is she on? She does. She hosts the pre and post. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, like, this isn't. Look, she's not covering the White House. Okay, I get it. It's not Brian Williams, but I mean, she's talking about what a what a what a a, a football uh, coach. What's that? He's been caught doing some of that too, hasn't he? Well, that's what I'm saying. Well, I'm saying that's that's what I'm saying. I'm saying, Tommy, like that was bad. That was egregious. Um, that you know, like. She's talking about a halftime report from a football coach. It's part of me is like, I, it, you, you just it's can't not, make it, it sound though like Carm that, that, that the, that's that unprofessional. Yeah, like coach. I know it's yeah. not that big a deal, but maybe just like the kid who went to journalism school hears that and goes, "Wait a minute!" But isn't like the problem that, with- that's not okay? And you certainly shouldn't be bragging about no. it. No, isn't yeah. the problem like any any half? And I know they're all very bland, but any halftime report that. She does is now going to be met with like, well, well did this okay. real yeah. Fake. Like, yeah, it's credibility. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not good. It's not something that I think. She- I just met up with Bears coach Matt Eberflus, and we talked for about thirty seconds. And the last thing he said to me is, "I've got something up my sleeve." <laughs> <laughs> What's like, up right, yours? We never would have believed that if we didn't hear exactly. that. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. point. Yeah, you had to hear that ah. to believe that that was said. What are people saying on Twitter? So you said it's trending on Twitter. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like looking on Twitter right now, and you know how it tells you on the on the side who like what or who is trending. And the name Carissa Thompson is uh, one of the names trending. Mm. You know, and like, yeah, pardon my take has, as you know, Big Cat's got this massive following. Barstool tweets it out. Yeah. It's it's circulating, because like, I never heard her say that before. I never there heard will her be, say that either. I'm, either by. Yeah, I'm surprised. Trust me, there will be some sort of uh, correction issued. Like she'll have to apologize tonight. I, uh, that, this will be my at guess. At the Open. That something will happen where she will address this. Yeah, that's yeah, not not good. Not something she should be admitting. Not something she should be doing, and definitely not something she should. Be. Peggy weighs in on this too. Peggy just heard it for the first time. What's oh, Peggy? And, and you know, look, Pe- Peggy knows. Peggy broke into this business very very early, where it was, and especially hard for women to break. In, yes, you know, and Peggy. It, it, Peggy has sources, and Peggy worked very hard yeah. to earn their trust and to earn like a, a fans' trust. Everybody, we we all work hard for that. But Peggy, you know, at the time that she came in, she wrote in all caps, "What?" And she goes, "That is completely wrong!" Exclamation point! Exclamation point! You can't make up a report from the coaches. What happens to every other sideline reporter's credibility? Yeah, you know, so. This so yeah, and like, look, Aaron Andrews does a podcast with her. Yeah, and Dion was bringing this up to me. Um, they're they're like best friends. 
Aaron it's a is very one of the popular mo- podcast, and, and Aaron is one of the most trusted yeah. sideline reporters. You know, and so uh, I'm sure I'm sure it's not something that Aaron is going to uh, like that, yeah, that it I got agree. out publicly. I agree. Yeah, not. I'm surprised she was so cavalier with that. You know, I don't know what she thought. Like, how did she think that was a good uh, idea? She said it was a good idea because she said it before. Uh, nobody I, cared, which is weird. Where That's would she have she said, said that nobody would have cared? Something that nobody listens to. I guess. Again, I think if she had represented it as, hey, listen, I tried to get a hold of Bears coach Matt Eberflus. He wasn't available. Mm-hmm. My, my expectation or my you know, suspicion is, is they're going to try to do this, this, or this. But as long as you don't try to misrepresent it, you can't frame it as I talked to the coach yeah. and he said this. Not good. Um, you know what else is not good? The Bulls? Well, that. I wasn't even going to. Yeah, that. Only you want to go Bulls. there? Well, the. Um, and I know you guys know this, and we, you know, you've talked about it too. It's it's eleven straight losses in the division for the Bears. We were wondering earlier: is that the longest ever? It's actually the second longest losing streak against the division in franchise history, guys. The longest goes from December of '68 to December of 1970. In two years, they lost twelve straight in the division. This one goes in, in this now division, eleven Carm, games. This division hasn't consistently been a meat grinder either. No, they haven't won in two years, you guys, since yeah. Thanksgiving Day two years ago He's in over. Detroit. He's over. So eleven straight division losses is the yeah. second longest. And if they lose this weekend, they will have tied the longest losing streak in franchise history within their division. That Ouch. was that was with Butkus and Sarah's, wasn't it? That yeah, sixty eight to seventy when, when they went one in thirteen and sixty nine. And nice. that by that by sixty yeah and sixty nine, but were they was was Sayers hurt that year, Sylvie? Not sure. I got I got to double check. Yeah, I got to. Carm, you like too. to watch a lot of film. Have you had an opportunity to put on the film of the Lions? Yeah, I watched the. They're I, fun I, to watch, aren't they? They are. I was yeah. telling Yurko yesterday, and I rewatched the Charger game. Uh, they are. They really are fun. It's not just the the skill, and there's a ton of skill there, and you guys have laid it out as well. It's it's the play design. So ben Johnson does some really yeah. cool stuff. Now he's got motion, guys to work with, but yeah, a lot of motion, a lot yeah. of shifting. They got a lot of. Uh, and Sylvie, no, you're right. Uh, that the Sayers did play. Seventy was the year he was hurt. It was fourteen games. He led the league in rushing, and they still stunk. Yes, um, crazy, but, right? Uh, it's crazy. Butkus and Sayers, and they still stunk. But uh, no, Tommy, you're right. They are a fun team to watch yeah. offensively. Um, you know, Yurko and I talked about it yesterday. When you look at so. All five starters across that line, and the bookends are like Home both grown. all world, especially Panay Sewell. All five guys drafted between rounds one and three from 2016 through 2021. All five of them. That's something, isn't it? It is. Like, it's a long stretch to have, you know, yeah. that's how you ultimately secure your your franchise. I told your guy, I went over it yesterday. 13. I didn't even, um, yeah, th- it's 13. I, I can't remember if I included Jamison Williams in this or not because he hasn't played much because of the suspension and the injury. I think I did. Like 13 of their starters uh, have all been drafted between yeah. uh, this last April and 2016. And like impact guys everywhere yeah. you look, you know, and, and that's why they're good now. You, you guys had a, a good stuff, too, on, on fields and what a compensation package could look like. Yeah, the Barnwell stuff I thought was interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I totally forgot that mm-hmm. um, Carolina gave up that much for what's-his-name. For, for the Darnold. Jeff, for, for Darnold. For Sam Darnold. Yep. Got got them. They gave them a Three second picks. and yeah. a second and other picks a, for Sam a, Darnold. A second, a fourth, and a sixth. Wow. Yeah. So it's something to remember if – listen – File in the back of our heads. Barnwell wrote about it because he wrote about the tanking thing, like and how significant it is for Bears fans to just watch the Panthers, right? Yeah. 
Let's circle back in the spring when we get a better idea on what they're going to do. And it'll be a good sort of guidepost to remember, well, what would the trade market look like if Carolina, or I should say, I guess the Jets, was able to pull that off for Darnold? It'll give us an idea about what the Bears might do, even if they pivot away from Justin. Well, we've always said Atlanta, right? I mean, isn't Atlanta That's, the team that you kind of circle? He's yeah. from Georgia. Um, Atlanta needs the quarterback. They're yeah. not going to be in a position probably to draft one of them. Yeah. Good point. Is Arthur Smith going to I mean, see on the hot seat? I yes. think he is, Tommy. I think he's got to be. He's got to be. Luckily, yeah. you know, he's got some money he can fall back on. But uh, well, uh, yeah, his old man created FedEx, right? He's got his own, and he's got the old man's in case he yeah. needs it. But, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he's got to be. It's it's just. Arthur, it's you just wa- lost your ninth straight game. I don't care. Dad, Dad uh, created FedEx. I, I'm good. I kind of give him credit, you know, for, like, forging his own path. Right. I really well, do. something he was interested Totally. In. Yeah, like, I really do. It's kind of awesome. but it, And I actually liked some of the things they did last year to cover up their warts on offense. But this year's been terrible. Yeah. He, he seemingly has a complete reluctance to want to even get, like, Kyle Pitts and Bijan Robinson involved. I don't understand. They have some really good like, skill I, guys. I, I, yeah. I the kid from Mel, uh, London is his London? Drake Drake London. Yeah, he's a, he's out with injury, I think now, but he's a heck of a player. Too. I just don't get it. I, I don't I don't understand yeah. a lot of what they do, and so yeah, I think he's definitely on the hot seat. All right, boys, what's it, up on the yeah, show? And so we want to play some Getsy. Like it is it is something that no. And I was talking to some of the reporters upstairs. They do not go anywhere with backing fields. It's really weird. Well, I mean, maybe it's not weird. Maybe they're just telling you exactly how they feel. Mm-hmm. That like they rave about lots of guys up here. This is not like you heard Eberflus mm-hmm. rave with us about Jalen Johnson, how he loves Jalen Johnson, that or, or other players that they have discussed. Ryan Poles in his pregame interview a couple of weeks ago, the way he talked about Bajent, you would have thought it was his son. <laughs> um, they do not ever talk about Justin. Um, in glowing terms, ever, like for like the way even Eberflus said yesterday about the seven games, yeah. and he's been he's been solid, like solid, like it, it, it is like they don't even fake it on that podium about him. I guess it's an honest assessment. Yeah, I mean they said they talk about consistency. I mean, like listen, you would think that they would, you know. Coaches usually talk a lot of their players up, you know, try to, you know, inspire them indirectly or whatever the case may be. I mean, he's if it has been a really inconsistent, you know, stretch, but it's just something you don't expect to hear your quarterback or your coach say about your quarterback who's coming back from right. a four week injury. Yeah. It, it, it's something, isn't it? Yeah. And he, Poles has never gone far with us. Whenever we've not. asked him about fields, he's always been cautious. Well, people, you know, some people think it's a legit thing, and other people think it's just, you know, waxing on about, you know, certain things. He's not their guy. I mean, there well, is well, truth that, to that. That's maybe why we should take him more. Um, to his point on Eberflus. Yeah, I know. I think, but, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, may, may, maybe Poles just tells you the way he feels. Yeah. And and he, he like he, he didn't. He's never raved about Fields. So uh, whether it, he like everyone says, well, what do you want him to do with Eberflus? Um, tear him down. Well, he doesn't. He doesn't rave about Fields. No. But he raves about Eberflus. If they go up to Detroit and beat the Lions, and Eberflus shuts down that Ben Johnson offense, there will be a Matt Eberflus statue outside of oh, here boy. in Hallis Hall. There might be on the way Tuesday. Talked about. And then, what? What about the finish this poll question? Then we'll let you guys go. Um, what has the better chance of happening in twenty twenty four? Justin Fields is QB one for the Bears, 
where Shohei Otani is on the Cubs? That's a great question. Oh, my God. Uh, a better chance. Be- because, obviously, we both think that neither is. Right. Like, like it's under 50% for both. That's the uh, best uh, way uh, to yeah. describe it. I will me. say Fields with the Bears because he's already on the Bears, and that's really the only reason I say that, if it makes any sense. I would go slight. I would go the other way. Would you? I think just by a hair. But I don't believe either is, you know, like you said, it's. It's less than 50% likely in my mind right now today. Things wow, could change. that is a good question. But Jesse Rogers has a good article up on the front page of ESPN.com about the Cubs in their pursuit of Shohei, too. And it definitely sounds like yes. the, Cubs are, the Cubs are there, and they're ready to, to be very, very serious about it. So read Speed Jesse's article, everybody. So yeah. we'll, I'll read you the results when we come back. Right. And then if you want to talk Bears and Fields with us, 312-332. 3776. Why, why don't they ever really go and, and compliment Justin Fields? Um, is, it just, is it because they're just telling you the way they feel about him? Um, and then if you want to weigh in and if you have frustration about the Bulls, have you given up watching the Bulls? I had a lot of that in my timeline. Sylvie, do yourself a favor and mm. just quit them. I mean, that's not sort of what I do as a fan, but other people have. Um, and we'll talk about Zach and another just terrible performance yesterday. And we'll talk about Jesse's article yep. with, uh, with Shohei. All right, boys. Have a great show. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie are coming up next. They're live at House. We'll see you tomorrow live at B-Dubs in Schaumburg. Remember, it's another football feast as we wrap the week at Buffalo Wild Wings in Schaumburg with Miller Lite. We'll give away Bears tickets, talk lots of NFL, and get you set for the weekend. So see you tomorrow starting at noon. Waddle and Sylvie get you home next. Ah, commuting in Chicago. If you're stuck, stick with Waddle and Sylvie. Weekdays 2 to 6. Yeah. You gonna whip it? Live at Howl's Hall. Waddle and Sylvie. 312-332-3776. A lot of bears on the docket. Bulls, Shohei Otani, but we do have news on the Jim Harbaugh front that uh, just broke within the last 10 minutes or so. He had an apple after a workout. We know that. That's not so newsy anymore. He believes an apple a day does keep the doctor away. Um, Michigan has released a statement. It says this morning, the university, Coach Harbaugh, and the Big Ten resolved their pending litigation. The conference agreed to close its investigation, and the university and Coach Harbaugh agreed to accept the three-game suspension. Coach Harbaugh, with the university's support, decided to accept this sanction to return the focus to our student-athletes and their performance on the field. The conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegation. The university continues to cooperate fully with the NCAA's investigation. I don't think the suspension had anything to do with whether or not Jim Harbaugh had intimate knowledge of all this. He is the overseer of the program, hence the reason why he was given the three-game suspension. And that, to me, tells me that Jim didn't think he could win any type of appeal. And I see this a tweet that Albert Breer kind of responded to as well. The judge in the hearing for this, you know, for Jim's thing is Timothy Connors, a Michigan alum, former University of Michigan football player and UM law school lecturer, and uh, he wears a nice bow tie consistently. So this was the guy that was going to hear. The, the bolo tie? Yeah. You like that? 
Well, what, what, why didn't why didn't he go through with it? Then? I'm not sure. He's got a Michigan alum yeah. a, a, a sitting in oh, yeah. court, yeah. waiting to hear the case. Yeah. Well, what, what were they looking? And here's the, here's the um, statement from the Big Ten. It says the Big Ten conference's commitment to student athletes' sportsmanship and the commissioner's duty to protect the integrity of competition will never waver. Today's decision by the University of Michigan to withdraw its legal challenge against the conference's November 10th notice of disciplinary action is indicative of the high standards and values that the conference and the university seek to uphold. The University of Michigan is a valued member of the Big Ten Conference, and the conference will continue to work cooperatively with the university and the NCAA during this process. What did Michigan gain from this? Uh, Nothing. Maybe they just wanted out of the spotlight. I don't know. I don't think there was anything they gained, but maybe they didn't feel after sitting down as a group with some pretty smart people, maybe they didn't think there was anything to gain if they continued with this are we missing something like like I, I don't like, know like maybe this end- is this is to me is kind of in some ways an admission of guilt that they knew they couldn't beat the appeal or but they, they were the they appeal. were saying this is unjust that this is a rush to judgment that they didn't get their due process and they didn't get it doesn't seem like they got it it wasn't like hey we'll shave off one game if you drop you know, you could coach the Ohio State game. It doesn't seem like they they got anything. I mean, maybe they were like stupid rule, but you got us. So we'll take the penalty and we'll move on, and nothing further after this. I don't know. I don't know why they yeah like decided was, to what, do it. Was the Big Ten still going to investigate more? Like, and that would tell me if they were still conducting the investigation on this, but they had already given them a three-game suspension, that would show you that it's an unjust Maybe. suspension because the investigation, like you said last week, wasn't truly done. I don't understand why they say, well, yeah. the, the Big Ten is dropping its investigation because you don't suspend somebody without the investigation being complete. I, that's why I don't understand it. I don't either. I'm not sure. I wonder if they looked at it like, all right, let's just take our suspension now instead of risking any sort of further um, punishment, like ineligibility for a title. Or right. Well, like maybe, maybe. They could, though, with the NCAA. The NCAA is still investigating. investigating yeah. and, and that's what, like, a lot of Michigan alums have had problems with, that they – they always said this is something that the conference doesn't usually get involved in. Yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe there was a threat that if, in fact, they got past Ohio State, that they're ultimately, if this continued, that they may not, they may make them ineligible to even play for a Big Ten championship. I have no idea. I'm trying to see if any does a guy search to see if like um, I'm looking on Heather Dinich's account, but she just has the statements whether Pete Thamel or any of the um, college football bigwigs have sort of explained why this happened. Maybe Jim just looked at them and said, hey, I'm going to coach in the I NFL give. next year anyway. So, how about it? No, I don't know. I, I Listen, if Jim thought, if Michigan thought that they had a really, really, really strong case or the stronger case, don't you think that they would have continued with what they were doing? Why else do this? Because he's not going to be on the sideline versus Well, why Ohio do it in State? the first place? Like, like again, like why do it in the first place? Why rant? Why play the victim? Why like again? You you said it was unfair last week. What now has changed to make it fair? I don't know. That that's all I want to figure out. 
So, well, maybe so, maybe we should drive up to Ann Arbor after the show and, and sit down with some people that are doing the investigation and, and really drill down on it. Ari Wasserman, who writes for The Athletic, he said it might mean that Jim Harbaugh will be back on the sideline for the Big Ten championship game and the playoff. See, but that was – I always thought that that was fait accompli anyway, that, that it was a three-game suspension and that Jim Harbaugh was going to be back for the that's Big how Ten championship. It. Like, what – I don't know. I, I look. I'm, ju- I'm just looking for an answer. I'm not trying to be annoying. I'm just trying to figure out, like everybody, like including, like don't know, including you. Like you were very upset about the penalty last week that it was unfair, unjust. You liked that they wanted to go for a judge. All I want to know is what changed. I don't know. No, I know I, that. I, I don't. I'm saying like I, I, I had never had access to reading the entire investigation. Like, why is this all of a sudden fair? No, I, you know what? It's probably Jim said he's talking tomorrow. He said he was going to talk before the appeal. He was going to be available on Friday. That was his message. So they're going to have to ask him that question tomorrow. And, and this is obviously a decision that Jim has final say on. He'd follow his, his legal representatives, their advice for sure. But Jim Harbaugh is Jim Harbaugh's boss. So this was something that Jim obviously thought was in his best interest. Why he chose to do that, I don't know. Jim is his own man and does things in his own way. So I'm not sure. It, like someone tweeted Andrew Brandt this question. It's sort of the question that I'm asking. You've got to help me out here, Andrew. The Big Ten ended its investigation in exchange for Harbaugh sitting out two more games. This thing would have been open-ended and would have dragged on out. It seems like both sides gave something here, and the Big Ten confirmed they had nothing on him. And Andrew Brandt said, NCAA still investigating. Mm-hmm. The Big Ten got their pound of flesh. So I think the Big Ten was interested in making sure that all of the other coaches who were pissed off, that, that, that they, what their complaints were, were you know, they, were, they were addressed. I don't know why this is, you know, Jim all of a sudden, Jim's a pretty defiant guy. I don't know why all of a sudden Jim said, you know what, I'll take my medicine and I'll be available for the, the Big Ten title game if, in fact, we get past Ohio State. Or maybe, Charlie, what you were saying with who was the person from the Athletic, like if he would have won his court case and he could have coached next this week and next week and then the penalty would have been uh, overturned, right. th- then maybe he would have missed yeah. The Big Ten championship. Yeah, like there's a chance this could just keep dragging on and yes. eventually it does. Okay, I understand. That. I wonder that. if that's, like, yeah. Like maybe the threat of not, like again, missing the Big Ten championship game, missing a college Listen, playoff. this isn't over. I mean, if the if, until the NCAA says we've concluded our investigation and we are going to do X, Y, or Z, I would think that this thing is still going to stay in, in the forefront of college football. But. I think if Jim Harbaugh feels like he's got an, uh, the upper hand, he ain't going to give it a back. Like, I, 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 that's why I think that this was something that, that at the very least he was going to get, that, that this three-game suspension was probably going to stand, and he didn't want to risk having anything further than that. So from the Big Ten's perspective, fine. We'll do it this way, but that's it. And didn't the Big Ten just say, like, we're done with this? We're done. The NCAA can come and do whatever we want, but this, as far as we're concerned, this is this situation is concluded. But like you understand my point that when you suspend somebody, you are also saying your investigation is at its conclusion anyway. 
You can't suspend I, somebody if the investigation is still is not open. complete. I I thought that, that, that was always the fundamental right. argument in Michigan's case. Right. So maybe the cut, maybe the the investigation is fully o- over now. I think that there is like a three page report that they issued late last week. Like that was always the basis of the argument. Like, dude, why are you suspending us to rush to judge us when your investigation isn't complete? Right, but I think if I think that that that, com- that investigation was completed late last week, was it not? Because I think that the, the Big Ten issued a three page response like Friday afternoon. Uh, Nick in Orland, you're on ESPN 1000. Help us out, Nick. Yeah, it's simple. It's just closure and distraction. They agree to it now, get ready for the Big Ten Championship and a run for the national championship. You don't want to be just hanging over your head a few weeks from now. It's it's a cost-benefit analysis, closure, less distraction. Let's go win the championship. That's really what it is. Simple okay. as that. Good stuff. And I'm sure his lawyers probably said, look, we're, you know, we could try this. The odds of it happening or not, let's just let's get on. some closure. Let's move on and focus. If they lose to Ohio State, though, they don't go to the Big Ten Championship. No. no. And so you've got to get past Ohio State, which is right. a week after Saturday. That's why it was, uh, I thought, important for yep. him to be on the sideline for that game. Of course. Um, it is a home game for them, and they did take – they look to be the better team. Yes. Um, uh, Mike and New Lennox, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? Yeah, so, uh, so I've been in law enforcement for 26 years, and this uh, completely reminds me of a plea deal, a plea agreement. And, it, and it's a great job by uh, Harbaugh's attorneys to take the onus off of him, which allows either Michigan to re-sign him or the NFL to give him a deal, because even Cap uh, on several mornings have, has been saying that he would, if this was to stick to Harbaugh, he wouldn't uh, want him as an NFL coach. So it, it kind of... Uh, cleans things up a little bit, and uh, because and, at the end of this report or at the end of the statement, they say that the end or that the Big Ten is not—that's what Michigan says. Yes, I, we have yet to see the Big Ten release that part. Well, right? and, I, and I would say, I mean, maybe the NCAA still is is you know got got a word or two on this issue. Like like if if the Big Ten comes out and says we're finished. It's over, and Jim Harbaugh was not knowingly involved in any of this, but as the caretaker of the program, he's right. still responsible. I thought to that's serve what him. it said. Isn't that what the Big Ten re- response said? Was basically, we don't have any evidence, you know, paraphrasing. That was, have, I thought Michigan's response here. The Big Ten also issued one, and I'm, I mean, my guess is, is that they, they basically said we can't directly tie him to any of this. I think that's what they said, wasn't it? Maybe they didn't. Uh, Maybe there was no reference. It, it to was, from what I remember, I'm, I'm clicking on the the report here. It's the internet's slow. Can we just agree, free Jim Harbaugh? Just free him. He's good for college football. Let him go. Yeah, it, 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 it's the statement here that says um, the conference has confirmed that it is not aware of any information suggesting Coach Harbaugh's involvement in the allegations. So basically, that's what, or that's from Michigan. So what did the Big Ten say? Right. And but then, they said the conference has confirmed. Right. So are they lying? Well, Michigan well, just well, I, issued I, I, a... I don't, I don't know. And this is, this is the conference's statement. Read that out loud. Uh, the Big Ten Conference's commitment to student-athlete sportsmanship and the commissioner's duty to protect the integrity of competition will never waver. Today's decision by the University of Michigan to withdraw its legal challenge against the conference's November 10th notice of disciplinary action is indicative of the high standards and values that the conference and the university seek to uphold. The University of Michigan is a valued member of the Big Ten Conference, and the conference will continue to work cooperatively with the university 
and the NCAA. So they don't, yeah, they don't absolve him. Like I would understand if they came out with a statement saying Jim Harbaugh had no involvement, but as the caretaker of the program, he's still responsible in our lens, and that's why. The suspension is. I understand Michigan is claiming that. Yeah. That the, the Big Ten says that, but I want to see the Big Ten release it. So anyway, this is. Uh, they're not going to a court case, and uh, Jim Harbaugh's uh, suspension, at least now, remains the same. Well, I think the the one thing that it changes is there's no possibility of him being on the sideline against Maryland or Ohio State, but the NCAA could still have their, yeah, have like their say year, as well. A year or two when he's long gone. All right, uh, coming up next, we'll get to the Bears uh, topic. And uh, if you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776, plus the Bulls last night uh, just came out and laid an egg. They tried to make a comeback, but uh, again, when you, when you only score 33 in the first half, complete embarrassment. My big question uh, to the Bulls, last night was is anybody there mad while fans are could be apathetic and while a lot of us including me are mad is anybody who works for the bulls mad mad at themselves mad at the situation i'm not talking about players i'm talking about the people who run the team three three two three seven seven six Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. About an hour from right now, we'll have Courtney Cronin in. She was uh, upset about the Bulls last night. We'll get to them here shortly if you want to weigh in there. 332-3776. Play some Luke Getzey on Justin Fields as the Bears get set for, as Waddle put it, and I don't, I don't think that it's overblown that this is the biggest game in Matt Eberflus's career. This could be the biggest game in Justin Fields's NFL career. I mean, think it, think of what Coach Eberflus has on his resume right now. He's six and twenty-one. He's zero for the division. He hasn't beaten. He's zero and eight against division opponents. He doesn't have a signature win. Um, I mean, look, if he wants to secure his spot here as the head coach of the Chicago Bears, you've got to start doing things that, you know, speak to some sort of substance. And a win in Detroit would, would be a step in the right direction, that's sure. for sure. Same thing with Fields, too. Absolutely. Like, you come back off that injury and yeah. go to go to on the road in a place where you think they're going to score some points, and if you could outscore them um, and put up some numbers and, and look like you're in control to start the seven-game stretch. Yeah. Think about him as well. The same thing I just said about the coach applies to Justin. Where is the signature win for him? Was it against the, the, the Patriots last year? That Patriot team ended 8-9. and nine, Wasn't a very good team. Was it the San Francisco 49ers to open the season? That was in a monsoon. I take nothing away from it, but if you want to classify of either of those wins as a signature win, is I think it the that Commanders game? I, I know the Commanders aren't great. I mean, that, they won't. The Commanders won't be a five hundred team this year. They'll no. be an under five hundred team this year. But so, that, I mean, what were the Patriots last year? That eight and nine. Yeah, eight and nine. Like the Commanders will be about that. Yeah, it was on the road, and he put up prolific numbers. Though he didn't he, finish strong, but he. He's still at a good game. Yeah, right? but if you go to Detroit and and, and orchestrate a victory yeah, oh, against yeah, yeah. that team, oh, no, no, I'm not like that one that. stands head and shoulders above the other the the these the any number of the six wins that are on the resume. Yes, for oh, both for sure. Guys. If they win and and they they do well offensively, this will by far be their signature win. Hands yes. and Eberflus and everybody. No question. Um, get your would you rather questions in. Uh, hashtag it uh, WS would you rather 
Let me try this off of memory because I tweeted him out. Uh, Kevin Zpack's with us. His Twitter handle is at Kevbo underscore. And Charlie, I always screw up, is C Bevins 11. Close. It's CR Bevins 11. <laughs> Damn! Usually I say CR Bevins 12. This time I got the 11 right, but I missed the CR. We're, we're, we're working on it. We'll get okay, there. CR Bevins 11. And Jake Cantu. Uh, huh? Jake A. Cantu. Okay, uh, yeah, I wasn't guessing, but it is at Jake A. Cantu. Take that, Jake. C-A-N-T-U. When did you Just crawl back up. in your hole, buddy? <laughs> Just kidding, Jake. No. So, yeah, we've got uh, we got the guys in. Uh, both Meller and Tyler are off today. And this isn't really a would you rather. It's just a, a poll question, but you got to pick one. Waddle already made his his pick. It's close. What's more likely to happen in 2024? That Justin Fields is QB1 here at Hallis Hall for the Bears, or that Shohei Otani is on the Cubs? 56.8% say that Fields is QB1. So they're going that way. We have over 2,000 people who have voted already in the first hour. 43.2% say Shohei. Um I'm, I'm, plus, I, I don't want to see you in a speedo, but I'd love to see you have to go whatever the walk. Yeah, whatever the your fun run, is the fun be. walk, the fun run. Yeah, with the speedo and the boots, yeah, and the leather jacket. Yep, I'll meet you at the station afterwards after someone throws a nice like sh- shower robe over you. Yeah, but um, look, I get a general manager and a head coach that failed to want to throw any positive, you know, compliments in his way, and I want to share that with you, like. And, and then that will get us to Getsy and Justin, and then we could talk some Bulls, too. But that's how I picked my answer, too. Like, Carmen went with the rationale, and it's a good one. Justin's already here. So it would be more likely to happen that he stays here rather than getting Otani on the Cubs. I'm more aligning with you for the reason you just mentioned. We'll talk about that if you want to weigh in, 312-332-3776. Waddle and Sylvie live at Hallis.